Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Little Wit, and today I'm joined by my Bears brothers, Nicholas Moriano. Chris Bacher here is making his debut, and I'm also here joined right next with me, which is the first time I've ever done something like this. His name is Michael Dugan. He works for the Assembly Call Podcast, which covers IU basketball, but he's also runs... What do you do, Michael? You can just tell people. Uh, I also host a Big Ten football and basketball podcast, so we've seen a lot of, the, a lot of Big Ten products go so far today. Awesome. And Chris, real quick, uh, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Chris. Nice to, nice to be with you guys. <clears throat> um, just looking forward to talking Bears football. Yes, exactly. We're, so we're here. The Bears are on the clock with their first pick here in the fourth round. Only pick as of right now, unless they somehow uh, trade down. And I'm looking up. The Lions just traded and uh, jumped over the Bears here. They traded with New England's pick. So we'll see exactly who they pick as well. But while we're waiting... Um, I just want to know, uh, Chris, I want to go right back to you real quick. I want to know your thoughts on the Bears draft as a whole so far because it's the first time we've had you on all weekend. I I love what they've done. I think Pace has done a great job. I know they needed an edge rusher, um, but I feel like Roquan Smith can kind of – he actually had six and a half sacks as a linebacker last year, so I think he's good. he'll be good in blitz packages. Um, he's a great cover guy, so hopefully he'll get like be able to give – the line more time to get there um the james daniels pick we were talking right before we went on air how there are some schools that you can draft a lineman from their school and they're going to pan out like no matter what and i i was one of those schools um and then anthony miller i have text messages from november talking about how i would love for him to be a bear uh if you haven't if you're a bears fan and you haven't read his letter to gms 
you need to read that because, I mean, it, he pretty much just guarantees that he's going to, like, be a stud receiver, and it's just get you pumped up, ready to watch him play. Yeah, Anthony Miller, the self-proclaimed best wide receiver in this draft class. I also heard last night that this was Coach Nagy's top wide receiver on his big board. So if that's the case, that's good news for Bears fans. He's getting the guy that he believes best fits his system. Michael, I'm going to literally hand this over to you, and I want to know where do you think the Bears are going to go with this pick here in the fourth round? I I was going to ask you the same thing. I mean, they could go any number of directions here. Uh, They could go... Another offensive lineman, like we talked about, you get a guy from Iowa earlier, and he's more than likely going to pan out. They could go pass rusher here. If they go secondary, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, There are bigger holes to fill, but there are a couple of great prospects out there at the secondary. There are so many guys I could rattle off right now, but they're on the clock, so we'll find out momentarily. But, I mean, it'd be tough for them to screw this one up because I think there's so many doors open. Yeah, I mean, seriously, the opportunities are endless. I believe the best case scenario here for Bears fans is for the Bears to get the best defender possible. If it's a defensive lineman, if it's an edge rusher, I don't think you go inside linebacker here because of the Roquan Smith pick in the first round. But even if the Bears go secondary here, I don't think we should complain because the Packers proved that they went back-to-back defensive backs to begin this draft. You can never have too many good corners, too many good players in your secondary, especially with playing in the NFC North, which, as we know, is a very uh, prolific aerial attack no matter who you're facing the lions the packers and now of course minnesota with Kirk cousins nick i'm going to go to you while we're waiting uh final thoughts do you have some players in mind um there are a couple of guys that uh hopefully i don't butcher this name i've been practicing it all day what is it ob oga i'm i'm, I'm butchering it right now Ogba nai okaronquo from uh, oklahoma that's a guy an edge rusher which is a position the bears need to address right now um, I'm expecting that to be the position that they're going to draft here. Maybe it's not him, but I was watching his tape earlier today. A guy that's still raw, obviously he's in the fourth round for a reason, still can work on some things, but he has a talent. He has that there to uh, be able to get to the quarterback, and obviously the Bears still need to address that, having not a lot of depth of that, that position. Um, but yeah, I'm really expecting an edge rusher at some point because that's still the biggest hole on this Bears team. Yep. All right, so guys, I have my three famous words for you. Pick is in so now we just kind of play the waiting game so yeah i believe uh nick exactly what you said there chris i want to go over to you real fast um so while you're thinking about of course which direction the bears can go here i know you have a few names in mind do you want to just name drop a few because the big the picture seriously be in within 10 seconds uh yeah i i've been in the group chat you know saying duke edgyofer uh is a guy to look for he kind of fits in the pernell mc type of style of play where he's a bigger guy he's not necessarily a great athlete um but he'd be a good pick Dorrance Armstrong from a defensive end from Kansas he'd probably shift out to outside linebacker again not necessarily a great athlete but uh he he could be a good um good first and second down guy the first few years maybe like come in on unique uh passing situations but he can set, he's better at setting the edge than he is at getting the quarterback sometimes. Yeah, there we go. I just saw that the Lions did take Deshaun Hand out of Alabama. That was someone who I was personally hoping for. I thought it would have been a very strong selection up front for the Bears defensive line. But the pick is seriously coming in as I speak. So as I am waiting, oh. I'm just wait. I have the TV muted because I don't want you guys to hear it. So I'm legitimately waiting to see the name here on the screen. But it is going to be a linebacker. Oh, man, is this the one you're trying to say, Nick? Joel? I don't know. No, this, I don't know. God, again, it's my famous oh, quote on the show. I do not get paid to pronounce names, except, uh, especially correctly, but I promise you I will have this name 
pronounced correctly now that he is a Chicago Bear, but it's going to take uh, some practice, a pronunciation guide. But, uh, okay, this was not a pick that I was anticipating whatsoever. Chris, uh, you're shaking your head. Instant thoughts? I, I have – I know very little about this pick, if uh, I'm being honest. That's okay. Um, I understand. I, I'm, not even gonna try, I'm not even going to try to say that name. That is a – <laughs> uh, it's here. I'll, I'll spell it for folks at home. It is Droll. We can call him Droll. I mean, that's a great yeah, name. We can definitely pronounce that. Yeah. But his last name is seriously I Y I E G B U N I W I W. Sorry, not W W. Just W N N E. It went away and it came back, and I thought I was never going to be able to finish that name. <laughs> but okay, so we got a linebacker again. So you have to assume that they're going to want to place him on the edge, on the outside, because you're not going to take another inside linebacker here. At least that's what you would think. So, oh, here we go. Thank you, Michael. He has it. It is going to be pronounced E.A. Booniway. Okay, so hold on. I didn't mean to let... E.A. Booniway. Yeah, E.A. Booniway. Okay, E.A. Booniway. All right, this can definitely get some practice. Yeah, I got it. This is the analysis that you get on the fly. You're learning how to pronounce this kid's name, which as of right now is the best that we're going to give you. But all right, so as we're kind of pulling up, these scouting reports, uh, Michael, I know you kind of briefly read it. Can you just kind of give Bear Sands a lowdown here? Uh, well, this is a linebacker that I believe is 6'2", uh, or 6'1", 230, so he doesn't have a ton of size going for him. He's a little quick. He ran a 4'640 at the combine. I don't like to look into measurables too much, but he's a quick linebacker. He's been injury-prone throughout his late high school, early college career, but this is a guy that racked up a lot of numbers when he was healthy at Western Kentucky. So he's going to be an undersized uh, not terribly undersized, but a smaller, pretty quick linebacker. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I didn't uh, look this guy up too much, but based off what I've watched, which is only a couple minutes of him and read, this is going to be a quick linebacker that they may just use situationally. I don't know that this is a this is a guy that they look to be a, a core starter in that front seven going forward. I mean, that's interesting, though, because you're here, you're making this pick in the fourth round. And again, I don't think you needed to go ahead and get someone who's a starter, but you definitely need to find someone who can be an instant contributor, especially at this position of need here for the Bears at the edge position. I still don't have a scouting report in front of me, so I am very much doing this thing blind as we go. Uh, Nick, I've, you've had a few moments here. What can you give us? Yeah, it's, it's I'm reading uh, just what they have on NFL.com. It's where they project him sixth, seventh round. Obviously, that, that projection could be way off, but honestly, right now, uh, it's it's weird that we got presumably he plays inside linebacker and we just um, obviously addressed that with Roquan Smith but this is not I don't know if I still have to watch the tape on him trying to pull up some some game film on him to see if he was put on the outside to rush the quarterback but um, let's see uh, the production he had a big sophomore season or an honorable match for all conference USA recognition started all 14 games 16 stops 10 tackles for loss three and a half sacks three pass breakups. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that we are literally just breaking down on the fly because, one, we couldn't even pronounce his last name right. And, I mean, <laughs> with, you know, with how it's spelled, it's no wonder why. But, yeah, we are breaking this down on the fly. There's uh, still have to look up some more information on him. I'm going to try to pull up some game film to see where exactly he did line up on this. Was it Western Kentucky? Is that correct? Yeah, Western, Western Kentucky defense. So, yeah, once I uh, start watching that, I can definitely let you know a little bit more moving on. All right. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So, Chris, I want to go to you uh, while we're kind of figuring out who this player is, because here we go. Uh, this time last year, we were wondering who in the world is Tariq Cohen. And we all know how that kind of panned out. And I'm not going to say this pick is going to kind of have that same impact. But, of course, Ryan Pace passed on some other talent here. What are some names that he passed on that maybe uh, you're a little, I would say, upset with, at least at this point? Uh, actually, 
I think uh, the pick that the Cowboys just made, which was, I think, Dorrance Armstrong Jr. was someone I was, you know, had just talked about. I think he is an edge rusher. He could have maybe filled the need a little bit better. But I will say one thing that I just found searching this uh, Joel, <laughs> as I'll go. call him, um, is in 2016 – he his second, third, and fourth games were again at Alabama, at Miami, and home versus Vanderbilt. And against Alabama, he had ten tackles, including a tackle for a loss. Against Miami, he had four tackles, but two of them were for loss. And then against Vandy, he had eight tackles and three tackles for loss. So that's three Power Five schools that he had a total of six tackles for loss and twenty-two tackles against in three games. That's pretty good numbers against. Uh, some pretty good teams. Yeah, I mean, what I'm seeing here too in his hearing report, it says uh, they're talking about how the numbers are they're eye popping. They're very productive numbers for a linebacker, but they're wondering how it's going to translate to the NFL. They see him more as a perhaps a backup weak side linebacker uh, with someone who legitimately I see here who can become a top special teams worker. Yeah, and I don't know what in the fourth round if you want to go ahead and get someone who's going to be one of your top special teams guys. Yes, it is a very important aspect. Um, of of course, every football game, it's the third phase. But right now, it's, I'm baffled in many instances here. Of course, Ryan Pace, Vic Fangio, especially Fangio, had definitely should have a plan in place for him because they would not have taken him, someone who was projected to go later on in the draft, unless they actually had a, a vision or envisioned him with a specific role on this defense. Uh, Michael, you've had a little bit. Have you digested this a little bit more? Yeah, so I pride myself on being able to work on the fly after putting myself behind the eight ball. In basically any situation, school being the most common one. But I just watched about a two-minute video on this guy, and what I saw was um, he's basically all over the field. And he, he'll line up at the inside linebacker position, and he played kind of like a husky position from what it looked like on this two, three-minute tape I just watched. Basically, just go get the ball. Go chase the ball. So he'd blitz around the outside on passing plays. He'd jump inside the tackles and go get the running back um, uh, on running plays, obviously. And this is a guy that's undersized. He's got a lot of swagger. On that two-minute video, this guy's got an attitude and uh, an underdog mentality, which I guess not a lot of people are going to be terribly pleased with this pick. That's kind of what you want. So this is a guy with a high motor from what I've seen. Uh, he's got an underdog mentality. He's going to play with a lot of swagger. He's got great speed. So maybe bouncing around on those outside those outside rushes or blitzing around the tackles on pass plays, maybe on third downs. He's definitely going to be a situational linebacker if he comes in on defense uh, with somewhat regularity this upcoming season. But like you guys said, I think for the next year or two, expect to see this guy. For At the start of this video, it said Iggy. So maybe his nickname is Iggy. We'll go with that. Um, I, that's unconfirmed. I can't confirm that, but that's what I saw. So I think we're going to see this guy a lot of special teams this year and then situational, maybe third down blitz packages uh, in the next couple of years. But I, I like what I saw, and he's undersized and is injury prone, but maybe he could be something situationally, but he won't be, he will not be a feature starter, I think, in this defense. All right, so a player who has swag, who has a motor, who can be uh, someone who can grow himself. I mean, he's a role player, and at this point, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for role players on this team. Uh, right now, Ryan Pace, he got three starters with his first three picks, and now it's time to, of course, diagnose what roles you currently have voids for and get the players for him. Again, I, I'm going to go back to edge rusher where I believe that's still a pressing need, but you have to imagine then they must not have any high grades on the current edge rushers available, and if that's the case, then I guess you don't want to reach. You don't want to force to fit here so if that's the case i'm okay with it um 
Pace has done a phenomenal job all, all offseason, so I'm not going to sit here and knock this pick right away. There's no reason to, really. But, Nick, I'm going to go to you. What do you have? You know, I'm thinking more so why the Bears maybe made this pick. Uh, obviously, Dan Trevathan's not a guy that's been uh, healthy for, you know— He's he hasn't been relatively healthy in his Bears career, and obviously this guy plays inside linebacker. I wonder if this is maybe a future replacement for him, being that guy that is fast, can move in space, and obviously tagging with a Roquan Smith later on. Not saying that he's going to be that guy, but maybe that's what Ryan Pace is thinking right now. Dan Trevathan's not going to be here. Um, you know, maybe if he doesn't have a good season this next season. Who knows? I, maybe that's what I'm thinking in his mindset. Like you said, Will, not having maybe the best edge rushers grade-wise on their board, let's try to find the successor so we can have two inside linebackers that can really just do really well in coverage, especially against the NFC North facing Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins now. So you need some guys that are going to be able to cover ground. So maybe that's why I'm thinking maybe they made this pick. And I'm still struggling to actually find him highlighted in like a, a video against some of the competition he played. I'm typing in his name word, letter for letter in there, making sure I'm not forgetting anything not happening right now. Leave it to Ryan Pace to make our job difficult here in the fourth <laughs> round. Right guys. All right. So yeah, what I'm seeing here, at least coming up through Twitter, what I've been able to see on a few scouting reports here, he's not even in the PFF scouting report guide, which is over 500 pages. So he was someone who obviously wasn't on their radar as well, which is fine. Again, I don't use PFF for, uh, as for beta. I do like to see what they have in terms of their stats because those are very interesting. Um, but anyway, I'm just debating here. It's still confusing, but I see him, uh, what I see here inside guy. So he's going to be an inside guy. I don't really see him translating over to the edge. So like you kind of said, Nick, he could be the successor to Danny Trevathan. Maybe he comes in during some sub packages like you're talking about, Michael. But Chris, I want to go over to you. Uh, do you have anything else you can bring to the table here? Do you see um, or at least envision a role for him here in his rookie year? Um, you know, I'm looking at I'm just trying to find stuff like you guys. And uh, I look, I'm looking at this uh, player profiler and it kind of just goes through all his workout metrics. And I don't like to put too much stock into it. Uh, like we said before, but his actually his best comparable is Mark Barron. And so that makes me wonder if he could, I'm not saying he's going to be as good because Dion, like as a, well, Mark Barron's kind of underperformed so far, but Mark Barron and Dion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons is a similar type linebacker where it's like a safety, uh, safety, linebacker hybrid so it makes me wonder if that's where the bears envision envision him as a strong coverage linebacker but plays kind of more like a safety and get him flowing down in the box and filling those alleys i that's what i would think that they're doing with this pick uh he a four six is pretty good for his size i mean he is undersized for the linebacker position but he's obviously fast and he can flow downhill well from ju from just the highlights that I've seen, which hasn't been easy to find. No, but he's he, that's got to be the role that they envision him. I don't see him as a either a Jack or a Mike linebacker. I just don't see him in that role. He's he doesn't take on blocks from what I've read. Uh, so that's gonna he's gonna have to find like a hybrid role, or he's yeah. just gonna compete on special teams it's interesting i definitely see from si that he's, he's gonna go by iggy so iggy that's so much easier to pronounce and i'm <laughs> not that's it he's iggy from this point forward guys but yeah it's interesting i'm doing like a google search trying to find like you know legitly let's meet iggy and uh not a lot it's a lot of just who he met with during the combat uh, well the 
offseason process, the draft process. Um, but what I see here, two words that can keep popping up is rangy and very active. So kind of like what Michael said with his high motor, that's something where I think that's what they see in him, someone who can go out there and so of course some um, different packages go and give it his all. And he's someone especially who has a high motor when his role is even a little bit less than probably he would like, then he's going to even give it a little bit more effort because he wants to go out there and make an impact, show people I want to be on the field just a little bit more. But yeah, this is interesting. I can't find any personal facts about the kid. I can't find any more than we, really what we brought up. And I don't want to keep repeating ourselves, guys, because of course, that's not what anybody wants to hear. And this is a very tough pick for all of us. But um, all right. So do you guys see any weaknesses, at least in this scouting report that we should mention? Nick, how about you? That there isn't much on the scouting for that. Honestly, what our weaknesses are at this point. Um, I'm watching actually right now the Alabama game. Uh, it's West Kentucky played um, Alabama. I'm trying to see, you know, how he's matching up against arguably the best college football team, you know, in, in the sport. But um, they're showing the offense right now, so that's definitely not going to help in me scouting a inside linebacker. But um, yeah, weaknesses uh, again. He's undersized. We've said that before, and there's not really a true position for him, which is why I'm questioning this pick for Ryan Pace as to where he really wants him to play. And like we said, maybe a successor to Danny Trevathan, but that's not coming anytime soon. Um, yeah, I'm just really I'm baffled by this because, again, I think you could have gone. There's a lot of other directions they could have gone, especially address some positions of need. But getting another inside linebacker when you just got that on day one. Uh, it's, it's really confusing for me. I think for a lot of Bears fans, they're just looking at this pick, trying to look up articles on him, and you're not finding much. And again, a lot of uh, sites had him listed uh, round six, round seven, or an unstricted free agent. So a guy that was really not regarded as a, I guess, highly regarded talent for you know a lot of people. So be interesting to see how he plays. I'm watching him now. Finally, the defense is here against Alabama. I'll see. I'll let you guys know if I see anything uh, worth you know worth talking about. Really. All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Definitely sounds good. So guys, what I see here from Mitch Campbell over on Twitter, he says that Ryan Pace entered today's draft uh, with a goal in mind to bring speed and athleticism over to the Bears special teams unit. And I think when you look at that, this is definitely the pick to do so. We talked about his speed. We talked about his range. He's really good in coverage. So he can definitely be good in those coverage units, either the Bears uh, kickoffs or of course punts as well. But Ryan, I'm going to, I mean, Ryan, Michael, there we go. See, this is new. This is new. New people on the show, new people next to me. Too many names. I'm trying to still figure out how to pronounce Iggy's real name. But and I was thinking about Ryan Pace because I really am at the moment. But I'm going to go over to Michael and I'm going to ask you a very, very loaded question here. Was this a reach? Oh, absolutely. I think it was absolutely reach, especially what that tweet you just read with trying to fill out these, uh, you know, fill out the guys on special teams and, and see what they can add productive productivity wise there. I think that this guy, based off what I've been watching for the past five, six minutes, will do that. I think he could be a very solid contributor with the special teams. But to get him early in the fourth round, I feel like that's something that you could have done maybe next pick, maybe even the sixth round he was there. I have no doubt that this guy can – I th okay, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Eobuniwe. I think that's what it was if I remember reading these tw these tweets correctly. Here's one. E oh, Eobuniwe. Okay, so there we go. Eobuniwe. We're going to call him Iggy still. That's going to yeah, take a while for me to get. Um, but special teams wise, I think he'll be, I think he'll be a great contributor. But to answer your question, I think this was a reach. I, I think this guy granted that he wasn't on many, if any scouting reports, you can't find him on, on PFF. I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is a guy that they could have gotten in at least the fifth round. So who, who I, it's, it's, this is going to be fun. This is going to be tough a challenge for us to try and get our, our commentary on whoever they take later on, because all bets are off right now. I, I don't know what they're doing right now. This is this seemed like a reach.
Yeah, I'm okay with the pick, but for for the round, I think it seemed like a reach. Yeah, exactly. It does definitely feels like a reach. Feels like someone who would have been there when the Bears would pick here in the fifth round. Um, so, but again, maybe they had a hunch that someone else was going to take a chance on the kid too. So that's why they went ahead and just kind of stuck with their gut here and made the pick. And I'm seeing here from uh, Pro Football Focus, it is at, at PFF underscore Bears that uh, Iggy had a 85.5 run defense grade last season, which is among the leaders in this year's linebacker class. So he is one of the best run defenders in terms of inside linebackers in this draft class, even more so than a Roquan Smith. So that's good to know what it says among the leaders. So I don't know if it is more than Roquan. So I want to make sure I definitely specify that. But again, the bears went back to back inside linebacker, which let's, let's, let's look at this from a bigger perspective. I'm going to go to you, Chris, for this one. You have a Nick Kwiatkowski, you have a John Timu. Uh, I feel like their seats are getting a little bit warmer. I think Timu's is a little bit warmer than Kwiatkowski as well. But, um, I was just focused on Timu because I think Kukowski is going to still make this roster, but is Timu, is, is his days now numbered here in Chicago? Well, if you look at what his issues are, is his issues always been that he's unathletic. So he has issues contributing on special teams. And if Pace's goal was to get the special teams more athletic guys, and I'm I think that uh, their new special teams coach, Chris Tabor, is a good coach. I He was working with, you know, the low end of the totem pole in Cleveland. They ha- they didn't have enough players to win a game, so I can't imagine what he was working with on special teams. So I think he can find a spot for this guy. I think uh, – I do think John Timu's seat is hot, as hot as can be, because his issue has always been that he's, you know, not the most athletic guy. Uh, so – and he's – liability and pass coverage, which I don't think Iggy will be. Um, so I, if you're spending the I mean, a pick, uh, a fourth round pick on a guy, you've got to think he's going to, he's got a really good chance to make the roster. I mean, you don't waste fourth round picks. Yeah, you don't you don't waste fourth round picks. And you know what? I've I've been sitting here thinking when you were talking and I was wondering, is a fourth round pick someone if it's okay for someone who you project to be a core special teams player for the next maybe two to three years while we kind of uh, see what happens with Danny Trevathan. Remember, Danny Trevathan has never put it together a full healthy season here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yep. every time you can get more linebackers to kind of shore that up, that's fine. But let's think about this from a special teams perspective because I don't doubt Ryan Pace to actually use a fourth round pick on a guy who he might think would be a career long special teamer. He Ryan Pace is the same guy who on the very first day of free agency went ahead and got a kicker. And again, he, it seems like it's going to be a very good kicker in Parkey, but he's someone on the very first day, one of his splash picks was a kicker. So for me, I'm okay with it in terms of if, if this is the role they wanted to fill, fine. They found a way to fill it. But again, of course, when you have other needs, uh, other maybe even defensive back players who could have maybe given you more value here, it's a little mind-boggling. It kind of makes you scratch your head just a little bit. Nick, I know you've been uh, kind of watching some tape. Do you have anything? Yeah, so I mean, just watching him. Again, this is against Alabama in 2016. Uh, obviously, Western Kentucky's no powerhouse football team, but he's he's making some plays out here. He had a sack earlier in the game, and he was actually on the edge when he did that. Uh, had a good move onto the inside, beat the tight end, was able to sack the quarterback. Um, but he does drop back a lot in coverage, has that speed to 
wouldn't, I mean, nothing like Roquan Smith with that sideline and sideline speed, but he's shown it in this tape right here in 2016 against Alabama. But well, to go to your point, I don't know if I, I agree with what, uh, like the special teams aspect. If Ryan Pace is just using a guy in, especially in this fourth round, and he only has one of these picks now after trading from yesterday, because he's really hit on these picks in the fourth round. You look at Eddie Jackson, three Cohen, those kind of guys, those are big guys that you are now starters for the bears right now. So I'm assuming with Bear, uh, with Ryan Pace and his mindset and his success that he's had in the fourth round, this is a guy that I think he sees more than just being a special teamer down the road. Not now, because obviously we have they have the inside linebackers uh, solidified. It's going to be Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith. Um, when in terms of maybe I see a little bit of times, he's on this edge and he's able to get past Alabama guys. It's encouraging. It really is, especially since he does. Like we said, we don't know his true position. Uh, he's more s- suited to play that inside linebacker position. But I mean, I think with Ryan Pace's mindset and how he's been able to have success in the fourth round, this is a guy that he probably sees playing maybe a significant role. Maybe not now, but hopefully, you know, maybe down the road then later on in the season. Yeah, I mean, to hear that he put together a very strong game against the, te- the nation's you know best team in Alabama, uh, that's definitely encouraging, especially for someone who played on a smaller program at Western Kentucky. And I just want to mention that over at uh, WKU Football, uh, Western Kentucky's official football account, they did say that we call him Iggy. So Iggy is officially confirmed, guys. I know we've talked about it on a few different websites. It's not Sports Illustrated, but when it comes from the, directly from the source, we can trust that. So Iggy is now the name. But uh, Michael, I haven't heard from you for a while. Do you have anything else that we can add here? Do you want to maybe talk about best case worst case scenario for him yeah i i watched a couple of these last possessions on, on western kentucky alabama back in 2016 and they're using him to do a little bit of everything kind of like i said earlier that that husky position that's a lot more prevalent in college football than the nfl so i don't know if that's going to translate directly to the bears but i don't know i feel like this is kind of a un- not unique case but different case that that doesn't have a ton of comparisons at least with the bears in recent history we know what you know, in the last 10, 15 years, we know what their linebackers have been able to do. And I don't know what this guy's going to – I don't know for a fact what he's going to translate to with the Bears because a, a lot of these plays he's lining up on on the outside and trying to get around these tackles be and act as an edge rusher for the Hilltoppers. And I, I don't think anyone expects him to thrive or play in that role in Chicago. So in terms of a comparison, I, I don't know. That's tough. I, I think – now, I don't want to put a name on it, but what I think we'll see from him, like I said earlier, is going to be situational linebacker that we'll see probably blitz between the tackles and and bring the pressure to the quarterback at, you know, every third down or so in a year or two. I don't know that he's going to contribute right away defensively, but if I had to guess just based off what I've seen, and I'll keep watching this tape as we keep going and in between picks and, and come back with a final thesis or conclusion uh, when we come back before the next pick. But I think if I had to guess what we're going to see with this guy defensively is going to be a you know situational guy that's going to come in with blitz packages and try and get to the quarterback because I think that's what he does best based off what I've seen. Awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's definitely a very strong analysis here with the best case, worst case kind of scenario here. And I'm looking at his stats and he didn't do too much his first couple of seasons. But then when you look at the last two, you see a huge jump, right? From his uh, sophomore to his junior year, sophomore year, he had 64 tackles. And then that jumped up last year to 117 total tackles. And then those two seasons combined, he had 21 and a half tackles for a loss and only five and a half sacks. So yes, he's had, he's gotten to the quarterback, but it hasn't been 
great, right? It hasn't been uh, to a level that excites you. Five and a half. I mean, it's solid, but not something that like makes you go wow. But yeah, when you're looking at 22 and a half tackles for a loss here in the past couple of seasons, that's something that's exciting. Someone who can get to the backfield, make those plays, wrap up the ball carrier. That's exciting. That's encouraging. And he also has uh, four passes defense in the past couple of seasons as well. So again, his coverage being one of his strengths. But Nick, I'm going to go to you. I think it's about time to wrap up on Iggy because I don't think we have too much more that we can really bring to the table here for our listeners. So uh, go right ahead and take it away one sec i had my uh mic uh muted there but yeah there's uh i don't think with with this prospect we're just gonna have to wait and see what ends up happening in training camp where he actually ends up lining up because again Hold on, can i cut you off just real quick Cut I just saw, yeah, uh, Adam Johns to say the Bears are calling him an inside linebacker. I mean, again, that is subject to change uh, throughout OTAs, throughout mini camps, throughout training camp. But I just want to mention real quick that just came up on my news feed that he, the Bears are at least calling him an inside guy. Yeah, so I think that just, uh, again, reinforces my point. Maybe that Danny Trevathan, I, I think he's going into his last year now. Um, again, we said he's, he hasn't been able to put a full season here in Chicago due to health reasons. Maybe this is this is the successor to him, but we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out in training camp. He's gonna obviously have to adjust to playing in the NFL and seeing now that when he's coming off the edge, these are you know NFL tackles. You're not gonna be able to bull rush these guys. You have to really use your technique to get it to the quarterback. Then that's not gonna be as easy as able to do it at times at Western Kentucky. But yeah, this is a, a very weird pick. I'm honestly not a fan of it right now. We don't know much about the guy. We'll see what ends up happening, you know, down the road. But right now, I'm just going to say I'm not a fan of the pick, and we'll see where Ryan Pace goes from here. All right, yeah, I want to mention that we do have Danny Trevathan under contract through 2019. He has two okay. more years left on his deal. So again, I mean, this kind of player, I think, would need those two seasons to kind of fully develop, kind of get seasoned, seasoned uh, just a little bit more within Vic Fangio's scheme. But I want to know real quick, uh, Chris, do you think this was a kind of a consensus pick? I mean. Brian Pace has talked about all offseason how the scouts and, of course, the coaches, they've been all on the same page. Um, do you think this was something that maybe both Chris Tabor and Vic Fangio were both kind of high on and thought that they both can kind of utilize him in some proper roles? I think so. I'm not sure if um, Vic Fangio had as much uh, to do with this pick as he did, say, the Roquan Smith pick. But I do think uh, that Chris Tabor had a, had a say in what this pick was. I think it was a reach, although I'm looking on NFLDraftScout.com, which Dane Brugler does, and he's a he's a good um, draft Nick. He actually had him in the fourth or fifth round, so maybe not as much of a reach with in, within some circles. But um, I do think if Pace has shown one thing, it's that when his group of guys has conviction, as he likes to say on a guy, they're not afraid to go get him. And I, maybe they did have conviction on this guy. I mean, they obviously liked him enough to draft him with their fourth round pick. So we'll see. I I yeah. think it was That's a reach. Do it. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I there's not much to say about him because I don't know much about him personally. I think funny. he's a good athlete, but. It was just real funny. Like right before we went live, we we're talking about like 12, 15 different names. And like, we we're like, oh yeah, we can talk about any of these guys. And then as soon as the pick is in, we're like, 
what? <laughs> and then we just go, I mean, we're doing this. We've been able to talk about him for a bit. So I think we've done a pretty decent job of figuring out who this guy is on the fly, bringing Bears fans a little bit closer to him. Because again, on NFL Network, you're only getting like 10 seconds and that's it. So that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to us. Um, as I saw from uh, Kevin Fishbane, uh, they said that Iggy had no contact with the Bears until they drafted him today. And a quote that I like from him, he says, whatever they need me to play, I'll play that. But he did mention that he does prefer to play inside linebackers. So guys, let's wrap up. Let's go around the horn one more time for some final thoughts. And Michael, I'll hand it over to you. Final thoughts from what I've seen so far in the last play I just saw in this Alabama game, he fought through their left tackle and and went got to Jalen Hurts and sacked him on third and 31. So some positive there. Uh, I like what I see. I don't know that this guy's going to contribute this year, but I like what I see. And I, I think going forward, this could turn out to be a pretty decent pick. I'm up. This is wishful thinking here, but I think it could be decent. All right. I mean, decent at this point is fine. Again, uh, this is exactly a year ago. We're wondering what would Tariq Cohen ever be able to do with a side inside of an NFL offense. And he proved instantly uh, with his demeanor, with his character and his work ethic. And of course his elite athleticism and his ability on the field, that he was well worth a fourth round pick. So maybe Iggy would be the same. I also do see real quick from Adam Johns that Iggy was born in Chicago. He lived in Bolingbrook. So it's one of those hometown kids. It's someone that we can root for. Uh, just a little bit, uh, a little bit more, of course. And I also see from Kevin Fishbane that uh, he studied biology at Western Kentucky and that he is uh, putting med school on hold right now for his career. So again, we talked about this with every single pick so far, that these are smart football players, both on the field and in the classroom, people who value education, who value knowledge. So again, you have to imagine that his football IQ has to be up there as well. So again, smart players with athletic ability has been the consensus for Ryan Pace so far in this draft. But Chris, I'm going to go to, over to you for some thoughts um one thing is i have no clue how alabama ever got to a third and 31 situation against western <laughs> kentucky but uh i i i can't say a lot because i just don't know that much about him but i you like the pick yeah grade it. we have to grade it i forgot about yeah. that grade the pick yeah if they're uh if they're going for athleticism, then they got an athletic guy from what I've seen. So I would have to – right now I'd give the uh, the pick a C just because I don't know much about him. And it, it's more of an incomplete. I'll sure. just put that out there uh, just because I, I have nothing to say like about him because uh, I do like that he produced against big-name schools. Uh, I think that's encouraging, and I like that he's a bio major. I think Pace has clearly identified that he wants to get smart players in this draft. And that's, you know, we'll see what happens, but incomplete right now. I mean, that's part, that's a perfect grade, right? See, like we'll wait and see how yeah, this pick exactly. kind of pans out. So Nick, <laughs> let's go over to you for your final thoughts and don't forget about that grade. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just grade it right now. I th- I'm going to go with a D. Honestly, Ooh. I think this is a guy, um, Again, hopefully, hope, just prove me wrong. I hope that's what ends up happening. But a move that you, again, you go to inside linebacker, you already got your guys set. Dan Trevathan's here for another two years. Uh, small school guy. Um, just don't know a lot about him. But I think with what the Bears situation is right now, with not having that edge rusher and someone to go opposite of Leonard Floyd and actually be able to produce and you know impact this defense, that should have been a position addressed there. And I thought there were some names that were uh, worthy of being drafted at that position in the fourth round. So I'll go ahead and give it a D. Hopefully this, you know, comes back to bite me. I mean, that's the best case scenario um, if I'm wrong here. But I'm going to go ahead, just grade this uh, one a D. I mean, we went from having such a great uh, first two days of, you know, the draft. And then we start with this. It's like, you know, complete 180 right now. 
because again, we don't know a lot about him, but still you wanted to be, you know, riding that high for the entire draft. And now we're just, now we're here. You know, we don't know a lot about him, but you know who does? The Bears scouting uh, staff, the Bears coaches. So again, a team that has been built phenomenally ever since John Fox's departure in January. I have a hard time getting eating the sour grapes just yet, right? I'm going to kind of hold off. I want to give a C uh, just because I think, of course, we talked about the value, uh, maybe even a C plus because that's how much, that would be the trust factor. The plus would just be my trust factor so far for Pace and what he's done this offseason. He's really earned a lot of that trust, a lot of that respect of what his decisions are. And again, it's not just him. This The entirety of this Bears coaching staff, his scouting uh, staff as well, have been uh, united with their decision so far this offseason. So it's another decision that they have came to together, at least you would think. But here with Iggy, you're getting a smaller, in a compact linebacker who's rangy, athletic. He's good in coverage. He's going to help initially on special teams. And, I mean, we've used the hashtag, and I know Adam Johns, Adam Hogue, they've used the hashtag too, right? Bears special teams. Hopefully with a new special teams coordinator with some better special teams talent like someone Iggy right away, maybe that hashtag can die or maybe it can take a new meaning with something more positive. So for me, I'm going to go ahead and give this a C plus again. Bill head scratching at first. We still are going to hopefully learn a little bit more about him as the day kind of wears on. And if we do find anything else, we'll definitely catch you up here in the fifth, sixth and seventh rounds as we continue our draft coverage today. But Michael, I forgot to ask you for a grade. So real quick, you just get to say a letter. That's all you get to say. B minus. B minus. That is the most generous grade. And it's maybe it's because it's your debut. Maybe it's a Trubisky jersey, but whatever it is, I mean, I'm not going to complain one bit. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I want to thank you all who've watched live. I saw the numbers. They're phenomenal. I appreciate you guys taking the time on your Saturday to hang with us during the NFL draft, during the Bears draft, analyzing everything on the fly. Uh, and, of course, to all of our podcast listeners, we thank you as well, as well. So no matter where you are across the globe, we appreciate you listening to us. And don't forget, leave a review on, on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. I think last time I checked, we're only like 14 away from giving away that Bears jersey. Leave your Twitter handle and review so we know how to contact you. If you don't have a Twitter, screenshot it, email it to thebearsbrothers at gmail.com, and we'll definitely include you as well. And a worst-case scenario, leave the review over on Facebook. We have a section for you to do that over there, and then you'll be entered as well for this jersey giveaway. But I want to give away a free Bears jersey. It could be a Roquan Smith. It can be a Trubisky. It could be a Cohen. It can be an Allen Robinson, a Trey Burton. Whoever you want, the choice will be yours, whoever wins. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.